Thank you for joining us for episode 42, The Doctrine of Configuration. How you, how you ladies doing? How you doing, Walter? How you doing, D? Pretty good. How are all you? Right. All right. How was your uh, weekend, Valentine's Day and all that? Oh, yeah, it was good. It was very normal. <laughs> how far into y'all studies do you think y'all got to aspects? Uh... Honestly, for me, it kind of started happening maybe like two years ago. Really? Only two years? I mean, I, I always knew about aspects, but like I'm talking about like now I see an aspect and I understand it with like a lot more like in depth. Mm. Like I, I, I get it now. I get what they're doing there. Mm, okay. I, I see it more as like exactly what aspects or configurations mean. You know, it's like they witness something planets are witnessing each other do something whoa, whoa, wait 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 you no no i'm getting ahead i'm getting ahead <laughs> uh how far how long well well you know we all start trying to figure out what's this lines in the middle of the chart those are the aspects yeah i know but i'm saying in the beginning we'd be looking that, yeah that's what we're trying to figure out yeah so it's geometry geometry baby mm-hmm. yeah so when when we begin when you begin learning astrology you come to find out that the, fir- the first step went with the second step, goes with the third step. And to be able to get to step four, you have to incorporate step one, two, three. One of the steps you will get to on your journey in studying your chart is the astrological aspects. What is that? Well, the dictionary definition is a particular status or phase in which something appears or may be regarded. Astrologically speaking, an aspect is an angular relationship measured in degrees of longitude between planets and points along the ecliptic. This is also known as the doctrine of configuration. Um, Hellenistic astrologers called it what, Walter? Uh, They called it uh, to bear witness or something. They actually called it a vision. Like the planets are are seeing each other. They're interacting in a visionary way. And giving testimony. Yes, giving testimony. Exactly. To yes. give evidence, to bear testimony. Yes. Simply put, aspects are the geometric patterns formed between signs relative to their positions on the circle. There are five major configurations or aspects that can be used. Um, aspects can be used by degrees or sign-based aspects. Um, the five major aspects are anybody, anybody? Conjunction or co-presence. The opposition. Sextile, trine, square. Is that all of them? Yes. Yes, yes that's the five main ones. majors or what's the P word? Ptolemy? Oh, Ptolemy. The Ptolemaic the, the, the aspects. The Ptolemaic aspects. Thank you, Walter, for the assistance. <laughs> and I, I, I actually I actually want to point out that uh, if you guys go back to maybe like middle school math, if anybody remembers uh, trigonometry, uh, sine, cosine, tangent, that's, that's really where you get the degrees from that actually... Um, will you know give you the aspects mm. 
aspects as vision. I think this is what you talk about to affirm that one has seen or heard or experienced something or mm-hmm. that he knows it because taught by divine inspiration. Yep. Um, so aspects is looked at as a planet's ability to see ability or inability to see each other. Yes. Um, the first aspect to actually the easiest and first aspect to understand would be the conjunction. Um, which occurs when two planets are in the same sign or when two planets occupy or are close to occupying the same degree of the Zodiac. Thank you, Walter, for that. Um, Depending on what type of astrology you follow, orbs play a manner. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, um, what is an orb? An orb? Yeah. Anybody? Uh, Anybody? Basically, it's, yeah, go ahead, D. Take this it, one away. It's like, okay, so like your sun, let's say, is at 10 degrees cancer. So the orb would be like the planet is conjunct if it's within, let's say, five degrees of that sun. So either up to 15 degrees or as low as five degrees. I like to think of the orb as like a range. Like a little, it's it's in its bubble. Well, You're in my personal space. This is my yes. bubble. You're in my bubble. The technical definition of an orb would be is a range of influence in which an aspect or configuration between two planets is thought to to be able to affect each other. Orb is really short for orb of influence, which is how far the energy extends. Yeah, so if if two planets are by degree really far away, the uh, impact or like the influence of their energy is not as potent as if they were very, very close in terms of like degrees or even a sign. Yeah. Um, But uh, orb degrees vary depending on what school of thought you follow. You know, but on the average, per, huh? or personal, or personal preference, I would say as well. Yes, right? yes. Do you? Well, the standard is in between eight to five for um everything other than the sun and moon. The sun and moon, which would have wider orbs up for, mm-hmm. for about ten. I think the sun and moon is about ten degrees yeah, yeah. orbs. Even though uh, I I heard a a podcast by Richard Tarnas once, and he says that he even goes as far as 15, especially with um, the outer planets, because it's... Because they move so slow? Yeah, and also because when you get to, like, 15 with the outer planets, like, it's almost like an event is going to occur, right? 15 degrees, like, the event is really far away from occurring, Mm -hmm. but it's the energy is already like in the vicinity kind of like prepping like this is going this may happen this is probably going to happen as it gets closer and closer and closer boom right. it occurs 
Yeah, like mm-hmm. they're 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 not at your house yet, but they down the street around the yes, corner. Yes, like, yes, they're just exactly. right there. So so you don't buy into the co present idea? I do, I do. The co present what? As in um a planet at let's just say one degree cancer and mm-hmm. a planet at twenty nine degree cancer. Um co-present would mean they do have an influence on each other but um if you go by degree base or base they say hey they too far from each other yeah I, that's a bit far for me but i get what you're saying like to me that's more of like they were conjunct at one point but they're already down the street and well, over well, the no, blocks, they're, they're already like they're still like they they're just getting out of their, your neighborhood. Like, bye. <laughs> well, well, the way he kind of they kind of say it is, imagine you're in a big house. Say you're in a mansion. In a mansion. Yes. And, mansion of cancer. No, just yeah, and and uh, you and you are in, you at one end of the house, and another person's at the other end of the house. Even though um, they y'all two may not uh, bump into each other, y'all know each other's presence there? is there. Yeah. Okay. It's got to be a big house, though. That's <laughs> someone at the front door and someone way at the back door. Well, I mean, you know, uh, that house don't have to be that big. I mean, if you have a upstairs, downstairs, I mean, you could, you know, you could be in the kitchen and somebody in the upstairs bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that would be co-present, but uh, the conjunction is the division of the circle by one. It it actually resonates with the number one and the idea of unity. Um, they combine the the planets and conjunctions combine energies and act as one. Um, plant. Uh, here's some key words about conjunction. Uh, any thoughts? Oh, let me know your thoughts. Planets in conjunction and their energies are united, merged energies, blended, infused, uh, influenced, activated, enhanced, connected. The closer together the planets are determines the potency of the blend. Uh, I, I'm just going to interject here and say that Valens, Betty's Valens uh, said at one point that the conjunction or co-presence was uh, treated as neutral. So it could be positive when it involves good planets or it could be negative when it involves, you know, quote unquote, bad ones. Mm. Yeah, like when we did the serial killer episode and we saw all the Moon-Mars conjunctions. Exactly. Yeah, I also say uh, planets and conjunctions have a problem seeing each other. It may be seen by others, but the individual may struggle to differentiate um, the two whatever energies of the conjunction. Mm-hmm. They always come together. Yes. For instance, your Mercury and, and your sun and is your together. Feet. Your thoughts are not you. Yeah. 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 
you know. Well, I, what What do you think about uh, the Venus Mars conjunction, which we see a lot, and we actually have one right now? Yeah. Well, that that I, I think uh, either that brings relationships together or they tear them apart during those times, it, depending on the sign and the sign and uh, of this with of the meaning of the conjunction. So, for instance, right now. Um, in Capricorn. It's in Capricorn. Mars is exalted in Capricorn. So it probably has the upper hand on Venus issues, you know? Yeah. So. But if this conjunction was traveling through, let's just say Pisces, Taurus, or Libra, that this conjunction may, you know, the, when, when, if, when Venus met um, Mars in Libra, right? The mm-hmm. the the detriment of Mars that ex- that conjunction manifested differently than this manifestation in Capricorn. Right. So for the audience, basically, when when a planet is in a sign that it doesn't feel comfortable in that sign, you know, you also have to take that into consideration when reading the aspects yeah that are happening with that planet yeah um also this is this, a conjunction is not looked at as good bad easy or difficult aspect it's pretty much is what it is you know yeah it, it's a it's a potency of power pretty much yes concentrated power yeah in a sm- concentrated energy in a small area yeah exactly um and last last thing i have last but not least three or more planets in in a conjunction is called a stellium um which could be three or more yeah three or more planets in a house or a sign is a stellium and um it's looked at as a major focal point of energy mm-hmm. i have one of those hmm so does D. Yeah. <laughs> well, so do I. If if you include the other planets like Pluto, you know, I got one in Virgo. That's true. Man. Yeah. Uh, any last words on the conjunction? Anything you want to add? I used to think the conjunction was like great, but when I was starting out, I didn't quite know how to like read it that well, you know? Now I'm just kind of like, Okay, well, there's a lot of energy here, so which one's fighting for what, pretty much? Yeah, it's kind of like just fighting for attention. Let me ask you this. Fighting to get out. Has your stellium really taken a different meaning uh, since you are in your Saturn return and which way you have your um, stellium in the Aquarius? Yes, because um, I guess since Saturn is technically an outer planet, I'm, 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 I'm. This transit has lasted way longer than, like, for example, the Venus or a Mars transit. So right. it's taken it's taken longer than two years. So I've actually seen the difference. You know, with like Mars and Saturn, this usually it usually takes what like months, six months, seven months, if that. Yeah. 
So when you have one of those outer planets or those slow moving planets, you kind of really see, okay, this is, this is different than. Um, with the, with the slow moving planets, the aftermath may be worse than the actual event. Yeah. 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 And, and also I want to add, uh, with the conjunction, I've also, from experience, I've gathered that when there's too many planets in one sign, a person can either be, can be so concentrated in that energy that they tend to go to the other side, the opposite, mm. the opposite sign. Yeah. So for me, you know, I have a stellium in Aquarius and while my Saturn return is happening, I've realized that I've gone a lot towards the Leo side. Mm. <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing in Leo for me. So it's kind of like, think about it as like a seesaw, right? Like there's like three people on like one side of the seesaw. So like the other side is empty and you're mm-hmm. just like, oh shit. <laughs> you kind of like want there to be a balance in a way. Yeah. Mm. D, any last words on the conjunction? No, I agree with that. I mean, like, I don't think you have any planets in Leo, right? Just Chiron, but we don't, yeah, we don't, don't talk really... about Chiron. <laughs> we don't talk about Chiron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think it's a little bit different for me where I have uh, Jupiter in Cancer opposite my stellium in Capricorn. Where oh, you have a Capricorn stellium? I have a Capricorn stellium. It's my Saturn return was in Capricorn. Did you did you feel your stellium more then, or do you feel your stellium now that you are business D? Uh, I felt it more then. Like, I don't know. I guess it's different. Like, Saturn returns are hard, right? So, I don't know. And I have so many planets in Capricorn that, like, first it hit uranus then it hit neptune then it hit my saturn and then right after that it's mars and venus that are like more closely together so like while it's blended and you're still getting like like during the saturn return while it's right on top of my saturn it's very close to my mars so like like i get that blended energy where i'm having to work on like i guess two things at once and they're both demanding my attention and then once Mm -hmm. it hits the next planet mars like you still have some of the saturn involved but then you also got to throw venus in there too so it's like like you're saying like a fight for attention like they're all fighting to get out and you're ha- it's i don't know it's like you everything at once all at once wow that was a that was a really good uh description we basically have the same thing just in the different in a sign. different sign yeah mm-hmm. all right um and i definitely turned to my jupiter and cancer and just wanted to stay home and cry and watch sad movies and just and a, an abundance of emotion just stay in my comfort zone <laughs> yeah lots of feelings all right the next uh major aspect i have down here is the opposition um I have one of those too <laughs> and it's the energy of duality it's the division of the circle by two it's the energy of dialogue it is walter what is opposition uh well yeah so an opposition is when two two planets are opposite each other it's uh literally separated by 180 degrees um and it's really what you just said it's 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 having like basically a person in front of you at all times 
needing to like interact with you. Yeah. Or uh, if you're using sign base, you it would be seven signs away. Yes, separated by seven signs. Yeah. Uh, keywords to an opposition would be polar, dual, tense, imbalanced, divided, mirrored, prompted, torn, distant, harmonized. Uh, the law of opposites self and not self yin and yang mm -hmm. light and dark male and female consciousness and unconscious in out up down also oppositions are may we add challenging mm-hmm because it's not always easy having someone in front of you that is opposite of all that you represent. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm glad you said that because things that are that are different is actually alike. Sharing most similar qualities, differing slightly. Right, like a like a spectrum. Like you're on a spectrum, but you're on opposite ends of the spectrum. For instance, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I was just I was just gonna say the spectrum. You know, if you think of like a spectrum, everything is kind of like similar, but they have different, uh, maybe like differing qualities within. Okay, I watch this. The, uh, about a month ago, I took my dog to the vet, right? Mm -hmm. And they had they had two. Um, lady sitting at the front desk. What do you think their signs were? The uh, Virgo, Virgo Pisces? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, wait, wait, wait. How did you know that? How did you know? Well, because I know your mind already and you go very simple. <laughs> so, so, so. Well, you said, you said, vet, you said vet, you uh -huh. said two ladies and I was like, okay, well, what rules pets at the front and desk. veterinary? <laughs> Virgo Pisces. So, so that's what I mean. Two opposite signs sitting at the so same like, job. But check this out. The Pisces lady, her her side was a little disorganized. <laughs> hey, she's the one. She's the one running around trying hey, to get the dog listen, to like calm down. Check this out. And the Virgo lady pulled out a mini vacuum cleaner and started <laughs> vacuuming her her keyboard, her keyboard and all this oh i was God. like whoa <laughs> nah, i want to get in on this right now me and, and cody me and cody i'm pisces he's virgo we're both messy <laughs> as shit who's more organized the capricorn stellium <laughs> well 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 usually usually uh people always say that that and, and paul has said this before and i actually i believe it now people say that like virgos are really clean and neat and organized and Pisces can be messy because they're kind of like more chaotic, but like Virgos can also be very messy. They're just messy on a different level. Like they have an organization to their mess. He has, yeah. yeah, he, there's a, there's a method to his madness is what he tells me is like, he well, knows where everything is, even though it looks like a giant pile yeah. of mess to me. Yeah. If he, yeah. if you, if you go touch something, he's going to know you touched it. Like, Hey, where's um, this? Yeah. Hey, I know. I know it was down halfway down past that pile in the middle of this it was right there now i know you touched it where is it <laughs> and you're probably looking like no way you could nah i know it's organized confusion 
It's in the that trash. That's where I put it. Put all that shit in the trash. <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh, be honest with you. Um, if no one is gonna see it, Virgos can be messy. If people are gonna see it, they clean it. So, so you can go into Virgos' house and that part look real clean, clean and neat and all that, but open their bedroom door. <laughs> no, that's oh my god, that's exactly oh. how we are. Every other, every ounce of the house when people come over looks. I mean, not spotless. Spotless. Either. <laughs> not spotless. We got kids. They have stuff all over the place. It's impossible, but it looks mm-hmm. pretty good. It's decent. It's acceptable for for you know guests. But our then room you go in our room. <laughs> then you open you open the closet and all the other clothes fall off. Hey, hey, uh, being having a little Native American uh, blood and and you did you you know the story of two wolves? The story, yeah, the story of two wolves. The the positive one or the negative one? The, you say the, t- everybody has two wolves inside has of them? two wolves inside of them. And, and, which, and which one will get stronger? The one that you feed. That yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I just yeah. want to point out that I'm not American Native American. I'm Mexican Native American. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> it, 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 it probably trickled down there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was open borders back then. So. <laughs> Like when I got my ancestry test back, it circled all of North and South America, like the whole thing. And this then is a like, triggering topic. And then it like pinpointed like you're probably mostly from this area, which was like Aztec lands and Mayan territory. But we don't know. I just I do say I'm Aztec though because it sounds cool, and I don't know. <laughs> so, so the the story of the two wolves is actually the energy of an opposition. Which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah that's the seesaw that we were um, I got a question for you. What planet do you think represents the energy of an opposition? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it is Saturn. I just read be, that somewhere. You would be correct. Yeah? Yeah. It would be Thanks. I've done I've done my homework. Thank you. Those yeah. are the limits, right? Huh? Saturn with like the opposition and like limitations, like what you want to do, but what you're physically capable yeah. of doing. Yeah. Um, how, how do you, how to deal with an opposition? Um, you need to become aware of and use both sides by taking turns. Um, most people will neglect one, one of the planets in the opposition for some time and and then some people will jump back back and forth um until that that planet will make its presence known you know how that planet will make its presence known by kicking and screaming hey i'm here (laughs) look at me yeah but but yeah it will but how Think about what is a what is an opposition? Going. What is an opposition? The energy of an opposition. So how will so it's uh, gonna come down to you, choices then, right? Mm, it's gonna it, come down to two choices. Is that what you said? In the road? No. It will show up that in a person, group, or object that oh. represents that planet. What can can you repeat that again? How how if if you are neglecting one of your planets in your opposition how will it show up and make itself known it will show up in 
the form of a person, group, or object that 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 resonates, that exudes that planetary energy. And that you're resisting and it's making you face it. And showing it to you in the mirror. Yeah. That make, that makes a lot of sense because uh you showed up in my life when yeah. <laughs> when I was neglecting my opposite uh my son, the planet opposite my son. And so I'm I'm Jupiter and Virgo for you. Mm-hmm. I made you focus and study up and all of that stuff. Pretty much. Yeah. So um look at your opposite if you have any oppositions in your chart. Look at what it is and a look at the person who might be in your life that your antagonist mm-hmm. <laughs> is probably that planet that uh you are neglecting. Um we're being shown you're being shown your opposite opposition. So you can reclaim your power and learn the lesson. Um, Opposition serves as a a system of checks and balances. Do you know um, that light is absent of dark and dark is absence of light? Yeah. Yeah. So put a little light in some darkness and it won't be as dark anymore, right? Yeah. Uh I also want to say that um Dorotheus which was a uh, an ancient astrologer from like middle I don't even know what the dates are they're like way too far. Uh interpreted the opposition as indicating estrangement, discord and hostility. Oh. But I will say Walter the astrologer from 2022 uh will say that opposites attract. So sometimes when, you know, there's hostility in an opposition, it's usually because there's some sort of like love or I don't know, some affinity involved. Mm. I'm, say, I'm glad you said opposites attract because do you realize that in opposition, signs that are in opposition are actually compatible with each other? It, yeah, by they're, they're, they're called yeah, sister signs. Yeah, well, air signs oppose fire signs, and right. earth signs oppose water signs. And those are they. they water sex, and they, earth are both yin energy. And yes, air and fire are both yang energy. They yeah. they they blend together, mm-hmm. and they they yes. sex they sextile, which sextile is. Uh, We'll get what, like the Venus sextiles, well, like the down. Venus aspect. Well, yeah, you you fast forward and Sagittarius. Don't <laughs> slow the hell down. <laughs> slow the hell down. We're gonna get there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, did uh, Walter? No, D. Both of y'all. Did you realize that air element is incapable of putting out fire? Yeah, it strengthens a fire. It yeah. It, no, I mean air is the only uh, element incapable of putting out fire. Yeah. Like you could throw soil on a fire and put it out. You could throw water. water on water. the fire yeah. and put it out. But fire, you can fire, throw fire on the fire and put it yeah. out. But fire needs air to start and grow and spread. Right. And earth That's needs right. water to grow and spread. And and well, yeah, for things to grow up out of it. Um, we come alive in our relationships 
oppositions are designated designed to bring something to your attention uh to uh, oppositions tend to pull you in two different directions you need to learn to integrate the two energies um and the opposition provides the greatest possibility for growth yep they're powerful any last words on our opposition i'm good i've uh i've had to i've had to learn to i guess balance out my opposition yeah i have an opposition between saturn and jupiter that one's that one's a little hard yeah because saturn technically in that case since uh saturn rules the opposition saturn technically wins right but jupiter wants something completely different than saturn not necessarily because because jupiter is in sag and it's rule sag so and it would be the i don't know i would have to see if it's to the right or to the left anyway that's going too deep yeah that's too advanced it's too advanced for these people but but (laughs) but if you think about it uh saturn um saturn is in even though it's in gemini um uh, Jupiter and Sag would automatically be a little bit stronger. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a tug of war. Just everyone think of like a tug of war, you know, which one's yeah. pulling, which one's pulling the flag towards them. Yes. Yes. Um, the next, um, aspect I have down here is the trine, which is the circle, the vision of the circle by three. Uh, it's the triangle. Um, what's the triangle, Walter? Uh, it's separated by 120 degrees, and it's five signs apart. Mm. Also, it's also it looks like a it looks like a diamond if you really think. All about right, it. and 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 the planets will be in the same what D? In the same element. Yeah, yeah. Keywords, keywords for a trine would be harmony enriched complimentary supportive natural flowing easy effortless gift um yeah it's actually uh considered to be the most positive configuration Mm -hmm. um porphyry another ancient astrologer called it sympathetic helpful or beneficial Mm -hmm. Mm. but with things that are too easy sometimes it can make life a little hard. That's what I was gonna say is that like I people who have like too many trines in their chart and or are, are also lacking in squares or oppositions, like they're not challenged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, they have a everything very easy too life. easy, they don't really go anywhere. Um do you what planet energy do you think D rec, uh is representative by a trine? Oh, I don't know. Maybe Venus? Uh, uh, Venus is sextiles. Trines is uh, Jupiter. Yes. Jupiter? That's going to be my second guess. Yes. Well, it was trines. Good yeah, it's Jupiter. It's Jupiter, Jupiter energy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And uh, Hellenistic wise, Malefics 
were thought to be um, incapable of doing harm when in a trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense, right? Because the energy is, uh, the planets are really comfortable seeing each other. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like your best friend just walked into the room and usually like, hey, what's up? I haven't seen you in a long time. You know, it's like, it's like easy. It's like free flowing, you know? Yeah. So, um, the trying, the trying, uh, planets that trying together are, are planets that are in the same, um, the same element. But before they went by elements, do you know what they went by? They were broke. The four things were broke. Fire, air, earth, and water were broken down and by some other category. Do you know what that would be? Uh, no. No. It eludes me. Before they were gone by the elements, it were it was the winds. Fire. Oh. So fire was your east wind. Um, um, air was your west wind. Uh, earth is your south wind, and water was your north wind. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, things. Um, trines represent things we could do with uh, a flowing kind of ease. It's like things we could do that are second nature to us. It could represent things you we enjoy or in innate talents. Yeah. Things also, that give you, go ahead. I was going to say uh, in relationships. So what D said earlier about having too many trines in a in your personal needle chart, you know, not being able to be challenged or like growing enough. That's very true. But typically um in relationships like especially like intimate relationships you know like when you're when you're with someone you want to have trines so that it's not so difficult to have that connection or have be in that relationship yes um i have down here that points to what you're talking about the trines is not the energy that produces growth or evolving Mm-mm. Because it's easy, you know. Um, it's usually like things that come naturally to you. Yes, hey, yeah, they're like gifts. But like you don't really get good at it. You just have always been good at it. But there's no challenge to be better. Yeah, trines don't force you to do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're not in your face. Like, hey, get up and go do this. Be better. You might, y'all might like this one. The trine is the energy of the Holy Trinity. Yeah. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah, it comes in threes. Yes. Trines like to hold the status quo. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying, um, 
a trying is a talent that you could have and and you just shrug off like it's nothing like yeah. everybody it like everybody could do it but the truth is not everyone can do it <laughs> yeah 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 and, and and even though like that that last part even though like you said everybody would be like oh i would I would love for my chart to be full with all trines. That might mean that you might not accomplish anything in life. You could be lazy. People are, I've seen, I've seen people that are lazy with trines. Yes. You know, they, they're super talented, but what's that quote that like, uh, hard work beats talent any day. Yeah. Hard work would be what? Like uh, opposition? Like they're talented, or... but if you don't do anything with it, then what's the point? Yes. Exactly. It, could, all that it, could, it Actually, it could it could produce the per make a person look for the easy way out in life. Yep. All right. Um, any, any last words on the try? Uh, I would say just like you know, the, the whole thing about like, oh, you know, trines are too easy. So like, I, I agree, but also at the same time, like, I feel like there's certain things in life we want to have trines for, you know, yeah. especially yeah, you with like, have, you want to have some trines in your trine, <laughs> especially <laughs> with transits. Like we want, we want some trines and transits we want like, or like, let's say with like work or I don't know, um, like making money. Like, it's nice to have a trine when it comes to making money. It's easy to make money at that point, right? Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> the next aspect I got down here is the square, uh, which would be the circle divided up by four. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, the square. Yeah, Walter? Uh, so the square is actually like a tetragon. Uh, it is separated by 90 degree angles um, and it's four signs apart. And actually when I, when I, when I messed up my knee, there was a square happening that day, mm. which uh, is funny what, because I, I didn't pivot. I just left it like what, fixed 90 degrees. What planetary energy is uh, the energy of a square? Mars, baby. Mars. <laughs> Yeah, so um, keywords to go with that would be blocked, restricted, challenged, difficult, different, elusive, disharmony. Um, it's a battle. This the what? A battle. Yeah. Um, it's considered a hard aspect, um, and it's based on the three modalities. Inharmonious harsh yeah um so you could have the a cardinal square a fixed square or a mutable square uh, what do you think a, a a fixed square's main problem is uh too 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 rigid yeah too stubborn too rigid can't oh, get out of oh what or it can't get out of like a situation i guess yeah stuck Stuck. stuck get stuck in situations and stuff like that yeah surprisingly i like the square i don't i don't i don't shy away i mean 
it's not ideal, you know, to have it in a chart. But but if you, you know, after some time, if you learn to deal with it, I have a square as well. Moon, moon, sun, moon. And actually, a lot of people have sun, moon squares. Yeah, yeah I have a sun, moon square as well. Um, malefics that are present in squares actually make it worse. Yeah. And 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 benefics that are present in squares make it better. Yes. Yes. Um, squares are powerful but challenging. Um, power that could be used for good. Mm-hmm. It's ten- if tension tension is a useful thing. Can you see it that can you see tension as being useful, D? Yeah, because it makes you want to get out of that tension and it I don't know, it sparks movement. I'm glad you said that, D, because I have right my next thing I have down here is tension is what spurns action. It makes us grow and become more of the person who you was meant to be. Yeah. So uh, squares have the strongest activity, whether they should be indicative of good things or base. Meaning that even if they're, well, even if something good comes out of the square, it's it's, it's very strong. It may mm. not feel like something good will come out of it, but mm. the outcome can be not as bad as you think. Well, I have to skip a couple of lines ahead because you got to around where I was before, but <laughs> sorry. No, no, no. You, you got, you hitting on a point, a couple of points that, uh, cause all right, I'll go there. I say squares can produce fears, right? Yeah. And what, and what would be byproducts of fear would be going overboard, trying to prove you could do it. Uh, and then you're hit by resistance from the outer world uh, this stuff can strengthen your character and force you to go on you know what I'm saying or the the it could help you by help you by meeting obstacles we grow because you are forced to make adjustments adjusting your position makes you stronger and squares also point to the maturing process. <laughs> so uh, just a, a little side note and like a story, I guess. Um, when I was seven or eight, I, um, I had my first experience with like a square, even though I didn't know astrology back then. Uh, I, was, I was running down a hallway, right? I was running down a hallway and an, uh, a classmate of mine was running down the okay. the lateral, like the lateral yeah. hallway. And so when we met at the middle, we like bumped really hard into each other. And I ended up messing up my nose. So my nose has like this little weird curvature thing. You got here. the Luke Wilson nose. Yeah, it could have broke. It, it could have broken. And, and that's kind of like the nature of the square. Sometimes like something could break, like... I'm glad my, you like my ACL, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm glad you went there because too much tension because a square like a rubber band. Is, a square is tension, right? 
Mm-hmm. So too much tension can cause exhaustion and make you old before it's time. Ooh. Too much tension can also break you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Whereas the trine can make you feel young. Yes. Uh, people with without a lot of squares in their chart mature later in life. And they usually tend to take the path of least resistance. Yeah, they're more relaxed. The square doesn't really allow you to relax. It's almost like you always have to be doing something because you feel like this itch inside of you. Mm. Whereas the opposition is like the itch is literally someone in front of you telling you, hey, you got to go. The -hmm. square is more, I think, like internal in a way. Yeah. All right. Um... Walter D. What does it mean when someone says, are we square? Or let's square up. (laughs) Let's fight. Square up is like, let's fight. No, well, well, actually, actually, it means, you know, well, well, I forgot y'all young. (laughs) It means let's reconcile the situation as in, are we square? As in, do I still owe you money? Are we good or not? Yeah, are we good or not? Mm-hmm. But but the are we square? Or hey, let's square up, meaning hey, how much do I owe you so I could pay this off? Like uh, right. conflict, like conflict resolution. It, exactly, that's the energy of the square. Hey, you gotta you gotta pay it off. You you in that. So the planets in the square, they got to come to a meeting of uh, uh, and and say, hey, we, we got to work together. <laughs> How are we going to do this? I don't like you. You don't like me, but we roommates. So tell you what, you work in the morning. I'm working at night. And that way, when I'm sleeping, you gone. And when mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you, you're going to have to compromise with those two planets going to have to make a compromise somewhere and to mm-hmm. reconcile the situation. Fight <laughs> first. I'll, I'll, <laughs> actually, I, w- I was going to say, uh, speaking of fighting, um, well, I was going to like go the relationship route, but when two people that, you know, want to be sexually involved, when you have a, a Venus Mars squares, like, Sometimes like it could get like you know just like what you just said like conflicting, but tension wise that tension makes you like you know want to have sex. <laughs> like the passionate people screaming at each other and then tearing each other's clothes off. Yeah, like Venus, like like person A has Venus square, person B's Mars. You know, like that that tension will always be there present. So, you know, like you, you hear of like people that like are together and like there's all this sexual tension between them. That's because their Venus Mars have like a square going on between each other. Yeah. Like that. Uh-huh. Negatives of a square. To do or not to do. It could, re- it could actually render you incapable of doing anything at all. You ever heard of a person who can't find their way out of a wet paper bag? <laughs> Me, <What>? present, <laughs> right here. <laughs> well, hey, that that it, it, that energy may be your, the energy of your square. 
Of course, absolutely. Sometimes I can't choose. Hmm. What energy you think feels the negative part of a square the most? Uh, which which uh, modality has the trouble with a square the most? Which one do you think? Water. No modality. Oh, you mean like uh, mutable, fixed? Uh, yeah. Uh, fixed. Yeah. Why? Why would you say that? Well, because it's all in the word. It's it's fixed. It's stuck. So it's kind of mm. like you're having, you're stuck between two things, and it's very hard to choose. Mm. Um, negative. Another negative aspect is um, it could lead to your self destruction. Absolutely. Because what what about what what about that person who has that square and never and and decides to never give up on something that's impossible to achieve. Well, in that in that case, it's the perseverance that that the square brings, right? Well, I'm glad you went there because the positives of a square can uh, it it helps you to th- achieve the impossible. It could build up your willpower and it also forces growth. Yeah. Hmm. So, if would, wanna, so he, if you want to grow and evolve, would you want, you think you want a few more squares in your chart? You want some more squares in your chart, D? I don't want no more squares in my chart. I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Well, well it's, it, things be a little bit easier. Shit. <laughs> it's it's been proven that that squares um kind of like like people with squares are still successful, you know. Like you can still find success even when. But it's hard squares. though. But, <laughs> I'm but, tired of hard. But actually, the the your most successful people are the people with squares in the chart. Yeah. Because in there is not fun, dude. <laughs> of course, of course. It's just a, it's a lot of challenges that you have to get through. A but lot of challenges. Yes. Your brain, you're basically like Frogger jumping the fucking. You what know, are those little... TikToks that are like, universe? I'm t- I'm done with all the challenges. <laughs> like, <laughs> calm down. I don't want no more challenges. Yeah. Uh, any more? Any last words on the square? Oh, I will say. Uh, so, so for the sun, moon, square people, which, you know, you'll, you'll probably send a message to Paul after you hear this uh, podcast is, um, I read this a really long time ago and, and I've actually applied it. You the one making a statement. They could, they could hit your email up too. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. You can hit me up too. Um, from experience, from doing like birth charts and, and just from like experience. So the sun, moon squares, um usually tends to be when when you have it in a natal chart when right before your birth when your parents had you there was a conflict with your parents yes your parents had a conflict and your birth you know basically manifested with a sun moon square meaning that there was a like there was a part of your parents that didn't know how to raise you or have you or you know bring you into this world there, there, there was a conflict with that mm. and so they birthed an individual with a sun moon square mm-hmm. your, their parents might be divorced yes either they could have been separated right before you were born or maybe like you know they fought a lot before you were born or 
and and this tends to happen with natives that are born with sun moon square mm -hmm. the parents don't know how like there's something there that is conflicting in both of their personalities and then they or they're they just not on the same page like at all like throughout your life and like they stay together for the kids type of vibes and then yes. when the kids move out they split yes yes exactly so go look to see if you have a sun moon square and and, and look back at your at your parents dynamic Yeah. So are you saying if um for the people whose parents got divorced, if you look in your chart and you and you got a square of a sun and moon, it wasn't your fault. You ain't do nothing. It's not your fault. Stop blaming yeah, yourself it, for your parents. It's not because <laughs> they don't up. love you. <laughs> it could it could be indicative of that. It's yeah. not your fault. It's between them. Stop no, blaming, stop blaming yourself. There's a there's a conflict in 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 your in the way that your mom and dad or whatever your you know your two parents your your two caregivers, uh, you know, like how how they think or how they feel or how the they act. They yeah, the way they parent. It's usually about the way that they parent, and this usually has to do because right before you're gonna have a kid, having a kid is a pretty big decision, right? Yeah. But That's not nice everyone thinking about all that. Exactly, exactly. And not everyone realizes how important it is to to know your partner's parenting style before you give birth to the kid. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, <laughs> the last aspect I have down here is the sextile, which is the the division of the circle by six. Um which is Walter. Uh so the sextile is a hexagon um and it's it's separated by 60 degrees and uh they're three signs apart and you know as everyone knows on YouTube the sextiles they have sex with each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that what yeah. they say? Yeah, the planets that are in sextile they're having sex. Yes, it's you're getting it's along. um <laughs> long strong it's different elements but they are compatible They're earth hooking. and water feminine um fire and air masculine by the way feminine is slower masculine is faster that's a little tidbit for y'all as i move on for good keywords uh <laughs> for sextile is harmonize Uh, for the smart people, you, you that would be some Googleable information, but I move <laughs> on. Compatible, comfortable, possible, open, inclined, ease, compatible. Um, sextile is opportunity or potential. Um, it's similar to a trying energy as being a positive. But uh, it's not as strong as a trine. It's, it's uh, like a it has, mini trine. Yes. And what, D, trine what, light. Planet, what planet do you think uh, is the energy of a trine? Didn't we say it was Venus? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, you mean of a sextile? Uh, yeah. For yeah, sextile, uh, yeah. Sextile, my bad. The energy of a sextile is What? Venus Venusian type energy. Um, Big sex time. Yeah. So it's 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 more it's more pleasant, right? Because all Venusian things are pleasant. Yeah. Um, pleasurable. 
Yeah, pleasurable. Do you uh, go ahead? I was gonna say trines are more positive and I think stronger, and hexagons tend to be a little bit weaker, mm-hmm. and they they kind of like help or hinder. Hmm. Do you know you value your sex time more than your trine? Oh no, I like my trine. <laughs> no, no, I only but, have one. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, but people appreciate their sex ties more than their trines. Yeah, because, I think you're right. Because, I have because a... your trine, your trine is more like a, uh, yeah, I do it, but it ain't all that. And your sex yeah. style is like, hey, I really like that I do this. You know, they're having sex. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead, D. What you was gonna say? Oh, just that, like my son is trying all those Capricorn planets I was talking about earlier. And I really appreciate those because those planets are also all squaring my ascendant. So there's all the challenge. And then I really appreciate the sextile being there. So what does does that mean? Hey, after you have been in the world for uh, all day, you need your, after the kids go to bed, you need, and Cody or whatever, go to bed. You need about a good 30 minutes to yourself an hour just to get D time. Yeah, I need some downtime. That's my downtime. Yeah, yeah. You need, or, or however you do it, You basically I'm saying you need to, at some moment after being at work all day and with everybody, you need to hide in the closet for about 15 minutes. Oh my God, dude. I hide in the closet all the time. Really? <laughs> that's like really? my safe zone. Oh wow, that? that's funny. That's like my you, cave. Like, I don't know. Are it's you all serious? dark. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Piscean. Of I know. course, that's I my was shit. Playing. I was I playing. I go hide in there with my blanket. I don't he know. Wasn't I playing. Usually, if I'm sad, I'm like, "This is. I need some space. I'm gonna go cry in the closet." Walter, you, you ever did that? He wasn't. Huh? Pi- he wasn't playing. He was forecasting. Did, Walter, you ever did that? Hide in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that means yes. <laughs> I've had my moments inside of closets. That's a Pisces thing. Just <laughs> wow. Need, we need to feel like we're like seven minutes womb. of heaven. Wow. <laughs> In darkness, yeah. Uh, maybe we should move on. <laughs> the aspect, uh, the sextile energy is the aspect of enjoyment, pleasure, and value. Planets in the sextile cooperate with each other with little effort, and that's what I have on the sextile. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't take much. Mm. Yeah, um, so that is uh, any. Y'all have any last words on sextile? I was gonna say that I have a, a my moon sextile is my stellium in Aquarius, which is a perfect example and exhibition of what we're doing right now. Which is I'm chatting. hanging out. Yeah, I'm chatting with two people about the thing that I love the most, astrology. Oh, I'm yeah. learning in the same at the same time. Astro so you, pals. Are you learning? Yeah, of course I'm learning. Yeah, we learn from you. I, I learn something every time we talk. Or like oh, at least a different perspective. Like, oh, I didn't think of it that way. Oh, wow. Well, well that's what I think my sextile is. My, my moon and Sag is always wanting to like learn information. And I get it from my friends. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, 
I know uh, that is. I I know when y'all newcomers look at your chart, uh, what we just went over is the five uh, major aspects, but they do have some honorable mentions. We're not going to go into them, but we can mention them. The minor aspects, which is what? The semi-sextile, which is what? 30 30 30 degrees. degrees. Semi-square is 45 degrees. The quintile, 72. No, 72. Uh, the the, the Sessi Quadrant. Sesqui Squadrant. Yeah, yeah. What she said. <laughs> <laughs> what Walter said. That's 135 degrees. And the Quincunx is 150. Yeah. The Quincunx. I like the Quincunx. Because it's, it's awkward, but like it makes shit happen. Yes. Uh, um, it's magical. But in Hellenistic astrology, they don't have the minor aspects. The, the but the quincunx aspect in Hellenistic astrology is known as a version, which would be a blind spot. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, Here, so I like how you put that. Yeah, so it, from the ascendant, from the first house, the the uh, blind spots from the first house would be. Um, be 12 2 6 and 8 yeah 12 2 6 and 8 yes uh and the last so we just kind of broke down the energy of when you look at that chart um um and what those red and blue lines mean the 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 square and the what do they call that little graph grid thing well, uh, well, so wait, go ahead. I don't know. It's the, that middle quadrant that shows all the aspects. I don't really know. I don't call it anything. It, do they have an official name for that? You know what I'm I talking don't know. about? I think it, I think it does, but I, I actually don't know it. But I, I was going to say that the, the squares and oppositions will always look red on charts. Mm-hmm. And the trines and the sextiles will always look blue. And the quincunxes quincunxes will look green, right? Yes, yes. Uh, and the last thing I want to add about um, aspects, when you look at them, like in that little grid, you may see uh, A or S. What does the A and the S mean? Anybody? Applying versus separating? Yes. Oh. Applying versus separating. Um, what does that mean? They're getting closer together or they're getting further away from each other? Yes. They're, they're getting closer, either it's moving closer to an exact um, hit or the exact hit already happened and the aspect is moving away from each other. Separating. Separating. So it would be the energy of moving toward or moving apart, mm-hmm. right? So um, that's another thing about um, the aspects. So, um, yeah. I think that about wraps it up. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh and, and, and that 
the orb, don't forget the orbs and and applying or separating um um gives the intensity of that aspect mm-hmm. now that wraps it up <laughs> yeah so what do y'all think uh any last words for you d uh let people know how they can get in touch with you yeah if you mm-hmm. still don't understand aspects just hit one of us up we can interpret your chart for you <laughs> right. uh, you can find me at dream-astrology.com get a reading or dream interpretation or one is the best dream interpreter (laughs) thank you (laughs) oh thank you Mm Uh, and I've got my new 2022 calendar. Oh, and, uh, didn't you? Didn't you? Didn't you have a child? Just have a birthday not too long ago. Yes, my little Aquarian. Hey, I am. I am astrology readings. Paul and Walter want to say happy birthday to. Well, no. I don't want to say her name. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'll t- well, take it birth- out. <laughs> take this off. Birthday. To happy my birthday. littlest princess. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday to these littlest princess out there. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> happy solar return, uh, Walter. We have and another birthday way, coming up. We have uh, two birthdays coming up. Hello. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Y'all two. Two Pisces in the house. Say the best for last. Yeah. Uh, to my favorite Cuban astrologer, by the way, Walter, I know in your mind that you're thinking, well, I'm the only Cuban astrologer, you know, will you be wrong? I now know another one who is a budding astrologer trying oh, yeah? to learn who is also Cuban. Oh, nice. Shout out to the Cuban. Yeah. So, <laughs> so now you don't have to feel so bad when I say to my favorite Cuban astrologer. I, I don't I don't feel bad at all. I actually I'm very honored when you say that. All right. Well how how can the people get in touch with you in the last words? Uh yeah. Uh shout out to La Patria. <laughs> um yeah uh, <laughs> you can get in touch with me by going to my website waltavision.com or send me an email the astrological birth at gmail. Uh-huh. And uh Happy birthday to Dee, by the way. Her birthday's coming up, everybody. 3 3. Right. And happy birthday to Claudia. Her birthday's closer. It's the 25th. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, well, well, hopefully, we're going to talk to them before the end. Yeah. Well, you know what? As a birthday present to myself, I'm off next week. So. <laughs> oh, that's next week? It's on Friday. Mm. Walter turns 30. Mm. Ooh, exiting. Oh, well, you know what? Now that I think about it, um, my brother's birthday uh, is coming is tomorrow. up tomorrow. So, Happy birthday! Uh, shout out, shout out to my brother, my yeah. big older, my older smaller brother. <laughs> <laughs> Your big little brother. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to all the Pisces who, out there who who taught me everything I know about sports, but who can't beat me. In sports. <laughs> now. Dang, you surpassed thank him. You. Thank you, big brother, for your <laughs> instructions and your tutelage and all that because I'm taking all of the lessons that you taught me straight to the top. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. We love that for you. <laughs> 
And for me, I want to thank everybody for joining us for episode 42, um, Aspect Doctrine. I mean, Doctrine of Configurations, my bad. Uh, if you want to get a reading, uh, contact me. I'd go to the website, hit me at IamAstrologyReadings.com, IamAstrologyReadings at Gmail. Uh, I want, hopefully, you will like subscribe and share the show with three four five of your friends co-workers or family members and you know how i always end this know thyself and balance your energy i started off with questions and then it's number two things on my mind why this what that what should we do the question that the searches you dive into the seeking go for some leaking these niggas get to tweaking where you don't be get the preaching you don't be telling me that my fate is in the stars you remain in the G. You got the recipe to get the ecstasy. I'm shifting gears on the thing that you won't believe. Now people don't see. She saw some Christmas Eve. It's from the start, that's why you trapped, you stuck in the man.